Hello, I'm Steve, the retired criminal investigator with the Office of Special Investigations, the Air Force's federal law enforcement agency. I'm Hannah, his daughter, the amateur true crime enthusiast. I have always been fascinated with my dad's job, and I love starting conversations with him to learn more. Join us each week as we share these conversations with you and discuss a real criminal case that piques our interest. Hello. Welcome back to True Crime Archives, everyone. Welcome back. So I did a poll or like a little question thing on Instagram a couple weeks ago. Now. By the time this airs, it's going to be like a good month ago. <laughs> and I asked for suggestions uh, from where you guys live or where you're from. And one of our followers actually suggested a case from her hometown. This is we're talking about Leanne. Hi, Leanne. Hi, Leanne. <laughs> She suggested a case uh, from Illinois because she's from Illinois and we're going to be doing that case. Right, Dad? It's a little bit more. Yeah. In depth. So we're going to like we're going to look into that case. Yeah. So but to support her, you know, from Illinois, we, we picked this case. Yes. Today we are talking about Tammy Joe Zawicki. She was born on March 13th, 1971 in Pleasant Hill, Pennsylvania. I was having a hard time reading that for some reason. Mm-hmm. August of 1992, she was 21 years old and entering her final year of college at Grinnell College in Iowa. She is described as a really good student and athlete. She was a really good athlete. She played soccer and even co-founded the soccer team at her high school, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, Because her high school didn't have a soccer team. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was cool too. Like a, a kid, yeah. a kid. Anytime a kid does something like that, I, I was thinking what I was doing. I wasn't trying to start a soccer club. And I, what I was thinking, I was thinking what you were doing. I, I don't know. I just that always impresses me when they do something big like that. When I was in high school. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. Didn't, you didn't. Never mind. Rude. <laughs> I, right. I played soccer in high school. I'd, also, uh, I know you did for a team outside of my school. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. But anyway, good, yeah. So yeah, that, that's really cool that she she co-founded the soccer team um, on her high school. She had a really big interest in art, and she got into photography. She was uh, an amateur photographer. Mm-hmm. She took a class at the local library, which also I thought was cool. I didn't know libraries did that, but that's really mm-hmm. awesome. Um, and she just fell in love with it. She ends up going to Grinnell College, which is a prestigious liberal arts school, and that's where she. It didn't really say what she was going to school for. No, where is that? That's in, um, is it in Iowa? Yeah, it's in Iowa. Iowa. So she's mm-hmm. good. All right. Um, she has some friends that describe her as just a wonderful person. They say mm-hmm. that she would light up their day. They connected right away. She just is described really lovingly by her friends. Mm-hmm. Now, you know how you can look at a picture of someone too and get that feeling? When oh, I yeah. see the pictures of her, that's I get that's the feeling I get. She's just a good person to be around, you know. Yeah, yeah. She looks like she has like a familiar face, mm. right? Like you mm-hmm. look at her and you're like, even if you don't know her, she's yeah. gonna. It's just gonna be a welcoming, familiar conversation, yeah. familiar person. Yeah. yeah, very, very nice. August 1992 is now. This is gonna be the weekend of August 21st. This is the end of summer, right? So, what year again? 1992. 92. Okay, mm-hmm. 92. All right. So this is the end of summer. College is starting back up. Yeah, heading back heading back to college. So it's her and her brother 
they're both leaving home to go back to college. They're going to uh, road trip together mm-hmm. because he goes to Northeastern University in Evanston. So Evanston that's going to be Evanston, Iowa, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's Evanston, Iowa. So they leave and they stop in Evanston. Now, th- she was really good with keeping up with her parents, right? She was she was uh, keeping in touch with them at every big stop, right? Mm-hmm. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. Yeah, I, I. You said they stopped in Evanston. If Evanston's in Iowa, I think that's wrong. I think we got. I think we made a mistake. Did she drop her brother off first? Illinois, sorry. Yeah, Evanston is Illinois. Illinois, sorry. So yes, so because they're driving from where? Where are they originally Pennsylvania. driving? Pennsylvania. Yeah. So now they're like. They're just north of Chicago. You have me. I'm like hyper. F- I'm f- too focused on like not saying um and all the other things that I can't read what I'm. They're just do it. Just do it. <laughs> I'll cut it out. They're going back to college. Okay. They're road right. tripping it back to college. Her brother goes to Northeastern in Evanston, Illinois. So that's going to be their first leg of the trip. That's going to be their yeah. first stop. Yeah. They stop at a friend's house overnight in Pittsburgh to stay the night. Uh, she has a friend that tries to track her down there. You know, she's calling her mom. Her mom's telling her to call her. She's trying to hitch a ride back to school, but they don't get in touch. They drop Darren is her brother. They drop him off in Evanston and August 23rd, 1992. Now, this is a Sunday. Uh, she leaves Evanston to go back to Grinnell. So now she's from. Evanston to Grinnell, which Grinnell. is Illinois to Iowa. Yeah. It's a five. She has five hours left. That's mm-hmm. all she has left. Yep. Now, the car, her car did have some. It was a 1985 Pontiac 1000 hatchback. It did have some troubles while they were driving. Right. It was it was overheating. Yeah. They had to pull over a couple times. And before she left her brother, he reminded her like, hey, if it starts to overheat, just pull over, let it cool off. That that kind of thing. By the way, real quick for our listeners, if you got the map out, her drive would, what she had left would be from east to west. It would be almost pretty much a straight shot to Iowa. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just five hours. Yeah, there's a reason I'll um, bring that up. Yeah, and I'll post, I'll post like the map and everything too. She leaves Evanston to go back to college. She never makes it back to college. Her mom is waiting to hear from her that she's made it back. Her friends are, everyone's waiting to hear that she's made it back and her mom just never hears, hears, right? So this is later on in the the day on August 23rd. That's Sunday. It's pretty late into night in the night. At this same time that her parents are like wondering where she's at, waiting to hear from her, a state trooper actually finds her car at mile marker. It's mile marker 83 on I-80 in central. Mm-hmm. It's in central Illinois. So that's it's mm-hmm. in between those those two destinations. Yeah, just south of Chicago area. Yeah. And this is between 310 and 4 p.m. He sees her car. I think he said he like wrote it a ticket or whatever for just he was waiting to see if it was abandoned. Yes. And did he get a call so then he just left it i think he, he yeah he, he just leaves it for yeah. then because it's he's like oh okay she'll, she'll right, come back she'll come back for it. it's just broken down right so then august 24th 1992 so this is the next day so monday her car so the police officer does go back though right so it's the same state mm-hmm. trooper he goes back he sees that the car is still there 
he's like, okay, it's abandoned, whatever. And also the license plates were New Jersey license plates. Right, Jersey. Yep. So he's like, okay, he has the car towed. And then that same day, her mother, so at the same time this is happening, her mom calls the Illinois State Police Department to report her missing. Mm-hmm. Now they got to investigate it, right? Mm-hmm. So they find her car. They figure out that it was towed. They they go get it. Nothing suspicious with the car. Her camera is missing. The car is locked. She's missing uh, a unique watch that like sings. What what song was it? Um, Teardrops yeah. fallen. What's the raindrops song? keep falling on my head? Yeah. So the watch sings that. You know what I, it reminded me of when I was listening to them describe the watch. What is it? You remember that first watch that I got in Okinawa? That was like the. You can mix and match. The way they described um, it made me think of that. I, I can't think of the name of it. Remember I lost it when I went on that retreat to Nakajin? Uh, you know what I'm talking about though, right? Yeah. Was it the watches that we had, your mother and I had in the 80s? The, um, no, because it was, it was a... I'm j- no, I'm just saying that's what it made me think of, the way they were describing it. They it described it Loris, like a whimsical... Yeah, Loris... Yeah, that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Loris brand... With a green uh, umbrella and a green band, plays the the raindrops ring tune. So it was it was really weird. I, you know, I thought it was kind of juvenile for her for a college student. So I guess I got kind of confused. Well, the way her friends described her, that they they mentioned that they were like, no, she she liked what she liked. Mm, okay, she was just a fun. I, I yeah, I would wear that. But it certainly is it. a it good. Was like my favorite watch. It certainly is a good piece. Of information. Well, if we have to start tracking down where she's at, right? It's it's pretty unique to have that, right? To, to know. We also totally would have been friends because did you see what else was left in the car that her mom specifically was like she brought that everywhere? The fact that it was left in the car. What? It was like a stuffed animal, like her childhood stuffed animal. Oh, I was yeah. like, I about cried. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no. Yeah. Nothing suspicious though, but it is suspicious that the teddy bears left, mm-hmm. and you know the. Camera, it's a really expensive camera. It's her photography camera is missing. Her friend, Jen Dowd, her house becomes like the setup, a central area for them to do search and rescue, right? So now they're looking mm-hmm. for her. They're hanging up flyers. You know, they're, they're calling everyone out. They're doing search and rescue. They can't find her. So this is, what I say, August of 1992? Yeah, yeah. December 1st of 1992, her body is going to be found along I-44 in rural Lawrence County, Missouri. So now we're in Missouri. Yeah. If you go to the map and look at this, do you remember I said it was like an east to west thing? Now this is going uh, uh, south, southwest. It's how many miles? It's it's a long ways. It's mm-hmm. a long ways diagonal instead of going straight across to Iowa where where her body was found so definitely somebody on the highway picked her up Mm -hmm. she had been stabbed to death and it was a little confusing to them because she had like they were like an inch yeah in like length or like yeah i guess an inch in length is how they described it stab marks around her heart around her heart so that was, and there were seven of them, mm-hmm. seven inch size stab wounds around her heart. Mm-hmm. She died of internal bleeding. There was also a, a cut on her right bicep. So mm-hmm. they speculated that she had probably fought. fought. Yeah. I mean, an athlete. Yeah. Yeah. She definitely. They also said that her, she, 
you know, she didn't die right away. She'd been left out in the sun for four to five days. There was very little blood where she was found. So they think that she was murdered somewhere somewhere else, too. Yeah, I, I absolutely think that's the case. Yeah, so it's actually a... It didn't really say what he was doing. He wasn't a truck driver, but he was like he was on a service call to go do something. His name is Lonnie DeMott. He was on his way to Joplin, Missouri. Yeah. And it started raining, so he and he pulls over to put his tools undercover so yeah. they don't get ruined and he's the one that discovers yeah, her body. He, he noticed it. Yeah, it messed him up pretty bad. What's interesting too is he's actually like a volunteer firefighter. Yeah. So and I thought this was weird. The pol- the state trooper like meets him back out there mm-hmm. and asks him to help him, you know, cut open because she's wrapped up. In yeah, the oh, yeah I was going to say, you didn't explain that. So I what, thought that what, was what weird. What did he find? Explain what he found. So he gets out and he says immediately he smells. It was an awful, awful smell. Yeah. He thought he was going to find like a dead cow. Carcass or something. Yeah. Yeah. And instead he says he sees a blanket. It's a red blanket. It has some duct tape on it. And what he noticed was the bugs. There was a ridiculous amount of bugs. And I think he said, you know, you know, if you envision a body being wrapped up in, in something, you could sort of see the shape of it. Yeah. So he, he kind of knew what it was, he thought. Right. And he leaves to go call the police. Uh-huh. And then they meet him back there. And I guess he went back because he's, like I said, he's a volunteer firefighter. So he's he can help with things, uh-huh. I guess. But I thought I thought that was weird. Is that not weird that the state trooper was yeah. like, help me unwrap, unwrap this blanket? Help mm. me with this? Is that not weird to ask a civilian yeah it's not like hurry up she might be alive someone might be alive right that's the only reason i can think you would have somebody a civilian help so that is kind of weird now state troopers out out there on the highway they don't have backup for a long long time True. you know but it is it is weird to me it is weird to me Mm because i think you're gonna like go right for the crime scene um investigators because yeah, now this random person who just you know i'm gonna say found her body well you know? they'll, they'll get his fingerprints and stuff and, and right. dna probably just they'll be like hey just in case right you know but still all right I, I so they that, i thought that was weird so he f- saw the bugs they found the bugs in there and what else did the, this guy say remember the, the witness said something about he was describing it so it was duct taped yeah and it I was just um decomposed a little bit yeah i said that Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> what else? So they take her to be to the medical examiner, right? He takes yeah. her. They notice that sh- the shorts that she had been wear- wearing had a piece of fabric that was cut out of the shorts. Yeah. And they thought that was strange. It was the shape of a patch, though. Right. That we find out later. Then, oh, okay. Then. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to get to that. All right. Uh, dental records is what ultimately identifies her as Tammy Zawicki. How, how many days was this after her missing again? Um, This is a couple months. Yeah, so she went missing August, 20, uh, August mm. 21st. And then this is December 1st. I can't yeah. do that. Uh, end of August, September, October, right. November. This is like three, three and a half months mm-hmm. she's been missing. So oh, I'm, I'm dumb. I'm sorry. It's not December. It's September 1st. Yeah. Nine days. I'm sorry. There's a D where there should be an S, and I read it as December. Okay. That's my bad, guys. All right. Her body's found September 1st, 1992. Right. She's been missing for nine days. Nine days. So it's still, yeah, yeah the body is still kind of. Why didn't you correct me? I, that, those are your facts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Sorry, guys. I can't read, apparently, my own notes. Mm-hmm. 
So right, the dental the records identify her. Identified her. her yeah. Right. So this is when we find out that the shorts is missing. It's missing the patch from her high school yeah. soccer team. And then this is also when they find out about the watch. the watch. So police are thinking that this is something that whoever her killer is took as like a trophy. Yeah. And there's also a 35 millimeter camera missing too. Yeah, her camera mm-hmm. is still missing. Okay. They didn't really. I didn't see the, what they. This they didn't. Is, no, but this is good. You know, they have stuff to. So something was taken, right? So, if somebody else has that stuff, yeah, it's it's not gonna look good. It's a connection to her. So this is this is good, good stuff that they that they know at least. Right, and the patch was cut out. Yeah, cut so, out. So like he That's, had to yeah, sick bastard. Yeah, he had to like actually do that. That took a second to find scissors or find whatever it is yeah. and cut it out. Yeah. All right, what witnesses, things like that. Yeah, so now they set up, you know, the the what is it? phone number. What is it they set, how do they set it up? It's what is the word? I can't think of the word. Hotline. Hotline, hotline. sorry. Yeah, hotline, yeah. My brain is just not working tonight. Mm-hmm. They set up a hotline. They start getting promising leads. Now, keep in mind, this is on a highway, right? So people are driving past really fast. How often mm-hmm. do you, like, look at things and pay attention? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, so, this so is, a lot of people. I, I'm surprised this didn't, you know, someone was pretty particular about something, and they were driving by at 55 miles an hour. So that's what they say. They're like, eh, we have to take these tips with a grain of salt because these people are driving fast right. on the highway and they see something and they think they see something. Mm-hmm. And But didn't somebody circle back around? Yeah, so she didn't circle back around. You're talking about the ER nurse. I'm going to talk about her now. Okay, yeah, go for it. So yeah. there are other promising leads first, though. They come in saying that they saw a white male between 30 and 45 years old, six feet tall. Mm-hmm. Leaning up against her car while she had the, the hood open. Dark brown hair. Neck length hair. Yeah. Sorry, I my notes I wrote busy instead of brown. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah. So she's stand the 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 witness is saying that she's standing there looking under the hood of the car, and this individual male individual is kind of just leaning up like he's talking to her. Not, yeah. Not really helping her. Anything. And some uh some other people are saying that they saw a truck driver like a semi pulled off in the same area. Another like big tractor trailer pulled off in the same area. So these these are all coming in at the same yeah. time too. So this individual that was um allegedly standing there didn't he have like a, a pickup small pickup truck or something? No, that's uh, going to be the from the ER nurse that I'm about to talk about. Oh, okay, go ahead. Getting ahead of yourself again. Yeah, Dad. I I I only went a couple episodes without doing it, so. I feel like you probably did it, and I just didn't catch it. Mm. Okay, now the interesting part, the promising one is this lady is driving with her kids in the car eastbound. She slows down because she sees a girl on the side of the road mm-hmm. with her car, you know, the hood's open, she says it's smoking, and she sees a guy in a green pickup with his car facing t- who we who we assume to be Tammy's yeah, like car, you like he's going to jump it. Jump it, yeah, give it a jump. Right. She said she slows down because she sees this interaction and she just doesn't feel good. She felt off about it. Yeah. She said it didn't feel right, but she was in a really big hurry. So she just keeps on driving. Yeah. Now, she happens to work in the ER. Mm-hmm. And a cu- like a couple weeks later, this guy and his partner, his girlfriend, wife, whatever it is, come in to be seen. And she immediately recognizes him as the guy that had been jumping Tammy's car. Yeah. She immediately recognizes him. 
and immediately calls the police. And this is 32-year-old Lonnie Beardbrot, who is a felon, mm-hmm. who has a, a, a past and not so great past. Mm-hmm. He's from the area where his the Tammy's car was found. And he lives, so his parents, his family is living currently still in that area where her car was found. Mm-hmm. And then he lives where her body is found, like in that same area. So that's a little bit, you know, coinkadinky. <laughs> yeah, which is, right. So if he, think about that, right? Mm-hmm. If the witness places this, this this guy where her car broke down, Mm-hmm. And now he lives down by where he's from that area. He's from that area where the, where her body was dumped. Ah, he's from like his family. He's from where the car was yeah, found, and then he currently that's lives too, that's where her too body was found. For me, that's too close. Well, Way too close. It's circumstantial and nothing else for the cops too, because they can't arrest him. There's nothing. They have nothing to arrest him for. Mm-hmm. I think it said he ended up like not even being in town or whatever. He wasn't. He was. There's no reason for them to arrest him or think that yeah, right. he could have done it. I mean, because it's it's kind of a coincidence too. Like, you know, how reliable is that witness? She just she was driving by 55 miles an hour and saw the guy. She now says he's, she slowed down. Yeah, now now he's in her office. Ah, it's tough. Okay. Yeah. So they ruled this that guy out. Yep. Uh, they yeah they put him on like the back burner, right? Okay. Now, they're going to go back and look at the truck driver theory because some other witnesses had said that they had seen a truck, a semi or whatever, pulled off on the side of the road Uh around the same area. So this is where they're going to go next, Mm -hmm. which is it's pretty pretty reasonable place to go because then, you know, they're on a highway. How many truck stops are there on a highway? How easy is it to get yeah, I, I'm out telling of... Yeah, when you look at... You, this is... I think I-44 goes kind of south. You know, it's just too far away from my comfort. There's definitely somebody that was traveling on the highway, and and a trucker is likely to be a good story, good theory. Yeah, uh, I, I know some people who are truck drivers, so I'm going to be careful, but... I tend to be terrified of truck drivers yeah. because a lot of serial killers are truck drivers. <laughs> There's a lot of in real life and in not real life. Like yeah. on all the shows I watch too, a lot of those shows mm. are based off of truck drivers. <laughs> so um, like a year later, not even a year later, it's like six, seven months later, James Mackey is arrested for an attempted rape. Now he's a truck driver and his route goes right by where Tammy's car was found. Yeah. However, his work logs shows that he was hundreds of miles away on the day that she went missing. Yeah, they have to keep good good logs and stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, which I mean is pretty good. That's, mm. that's a good thing. Now, th- so this is like I said, it's been like seven months. This is 1994. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. It's been like a year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having a bad night. Yeah. <laughs> so the case goes cold at this point. Right, they really have no other leads. I mean, yeah. this is. Does that make sense? Is they're on a highway? Yeah, they they don't they don't have much. That that that's the worst one, right? Yeah. You know, because first of all, witnesses could be from all over. Yeah. You know, bad guys could be from all over, and I I, I don't know. I'm interested more how they cleared that other guy, right? 
the breed brought guy. Yeah, Ronnie. I'm interested how they how they Beard cleared brought. that guy. You know. Yeah, we'll get we'll get back to I don't yeah. know. I'll tell you my opinion at the end because we're gonna we're gonna circle back to him in a little bit. We're gonna circle back to all of them because yeah, there's some interesting things that are about to happen. Okay. So the case goes cold, 1994. Mm-hmm. Now we're in 2007. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nashville, a trucker who he's been a trucker for 20 years is Bruce Mendenhall. He is arrested for a murder in Tennessee for two. For one one murder, sorry. He's he's arrested for a murder, and he's still accused of two other murders, though. That's what it is. Now, he's also accused of wrapping his victims in duct tape. Mm-hmm. And his route also goes past where Tammy's car was. And if you remember, Tammy, her body was also wrapped in duct tape yeah. in the blanket. Uh, we did talk about that. Um, so the police, they have evidence, right? They... Mm-hmm. You know, they get the blanket. They probably have fibers, probably some hairs. They have the duct tape. They, there's probably some fingerprints on the duct tape. So they probably have evidence for sure. What we're going to find out is that they have a little tiny, tiny sample of DNA from yeah. her shorts. Yeah. But they don't touch it all these years because it's so small. Yeah. Which, again, they have the... Well, the that's, thinking of, that's thinking ahead, right? Right. Well, you were talking about the DNA, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. kind of had to jump ahead. Yeah, no, they were thinking ahead, right? They oh, don't yeah, want, yeah, They don't want to destroy DNA. Let, let's wait to get somebody first or something, maybe, I think is what they were thinking. Yeah, which is pretty cool because mm-hmm. now we're living in the age of DNA mm-hmm. that we're living in. Yeah. So he, this man, Mendenhall, he admits to killing the women that he is accused of killing. Right. But he denies having any involvement in Tammy's murder. How do you feel? So how do you feel as like an investigator, you've interviewed criminals how do you feel about someone that will confess to murders and then denies being involved in another one? Do you believe that? Yeah, well, you should, You, you I guess at face value, you should take it that it's probably truthful, right? Because they're, they're already confessing to a murder, right? Or two, right. right? So, oh no, I didn't have anything to do with that one. However, they're murderers, so, yeah. you know, you still have to sort of follow the evidence uh, because... You know, these psychopaths, there could be a reason why they don't admit to something. You know, they have motives why they're targeting and killing killing people. Right. And, you know, maybe it wasn't a, a good day for them. Maybe it wasn't their particular target and they killed somebody they didn't want to. And so they're not they proud of it or egos. something. Yeah. yeah. You know. Okay. But I think, generally speaking, if they're like, oh, I killed her, her, and her. Oh, no, I didn't have anything to do with that. I killed her, her, and her. You probably... You probably lean towards it being truthful a little bit. Yeah. I tend to feel like I would believe mm-hmm. them if they were admitting to multiple other ones. So he also, his MO is a little bit different. He was preying on uh, prostitutes. Mm-hmm. He was preying on women that were voluntarily getting in his truck. Right. And this, that were, yeah, this would have been obvious that that wasn't the case. Right. Now, we're going to fast forward a little bit more. 2012, Jeffrey Padilla. He's the new lead investigator on this case, right? He sets up a task force. This is what I thought was really cool, okay? Yeah. He sets up a task force of its VDOC. 
No. V-Doc? That's a... Um, it's V-I-D-O-C-K. Yeah. V-Doc, or two. No, V-Doc Society. Society, it's a private. Right, right. It's a private company that assists law enforcement. Yeah, and it's they can they do consulting. And right. it's it's made up of professionals from all different fields, medical mm-hmm. examiner, oh, medical examiners, violent crime detectives, forensic special specialists. Jeez, I cannot talk today. And they kind of decide what cases they take and what cases they don't take, right? So right. they... It's it's like hard to get in to get their help. Right. I'm assuming they're well because it's, it's pretty prestigious and they're pretty busy. So they actually accept Tammy's case. They take her case and mm-hmm. they they look at it. So they create a new profile saying that the person is probably already known to law enforcement. Mm-hmm. So it's probably already someone that they've looked at. Um, they also say that he's a clean cut, well mannered, may have had help, maybe a male and female team, you know, to try and get her to trust them right Mm -hmm. so now they're gonna try and go back and look at all the other people that they've looked at already they're gonna Mm -hmm. go back to step one and while they're doing that her family is pushing pushing them Mm -hmm. she's pushing social they're pushing social media because now we're in 2012 so now we're we've got a lot more resources right Uh uh-huh so they start trying to keep her case alive on social media. They start really pushing the news, pushing the police to give them answers. And again, what we kind of have the same thing as last week we talked about, they're hesitant. The police are hesitant to put a lot of information out there because they don't mm-hmm. want to screw anything up. So that seems to be a common common thing. Um, so now we're f- still fast forwarding. Her father actually passed away in 2015, Hank Zawicki. Yeah. So that's really unfortunate. He was not able to. Yeah, I mean, this, but we've done a couple episodes like this where the parents passed away before they could resolve it, you know? Yeah, it's really, really sad. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it gets resolved quickly. 2017 is the 25th anniversary, and FBI announces, the FBI announces that they are testing something over like over 200 pieces of evidence. So like you said earlier, they have Yeah, evidence. they have evidence. I, I, yeah. I can only imagine the fibers they got off that carpet, rug or whatever she was uh carpet or blanket or whatever. Yeah. The tape, they they probably, you know, just visualize unmasking, you know, like duct tape and yeah. you get your fingerprints on it, getting stuff stuck to it, you know, there's probably a lot of trace DNA, a lot of stuff. Yeah. And also, what I forgot to mention earlier, that Lonnie guy we were talking about, the mm-hmm. one that the ER nurse identified, his green pickup truck, he had actually sold. And it had been, like, deep clean power washed when he sold it. Yeah, I don't like that. And they, this, yeah, so I, that's what I was going to say. I'm like, that's a little strange. That's kind of suspicious. Because between the time that her murder happened and the ER nurse saw him and turned him in, it was only, like, a couple weeks so in a couple weeks, he sold his green pickup truck and had it like, it was like super, super washed. Mm. And they, they were able to track the truck down to, to see it because they were going to, you know, inspect mm-hmm. it. So there's, that's suspicious. Since we were talking about DNA, <laughs> I mm-hmm. forgot to mention that. So they're going to do new DNA testing. There's updated, yeah. DNA testing has been updated. This is 2017. This is yeah. what, a year before genealogy really no, no, no. 16 was the Golden State Killer case. 18. They start. I think they started in 16 and they solved it in 16? 18. Yeah. But oh, okay. Ar- so genealogy is yeah, yeah, around, around the same, same time. time. Yeah. yeah. So they're going to do new new DNA testing. 
they have a tiny, tiny sample from the shorts mm-hmm. and they're they're going to do it. They're going to test it. They said that they knew how to like expand it, mm-hmm. I guess. So that's kind of cool. And they're going to go through and retest everyone. Now, Lonnie, that guy, he they tested his DNA and he's cleared as being the murderer. Yeah. So that's this is really he's strange. He's the only updated one I've seen. Yeah. Really strange. So once they got the DNA, they said, okay, come give us a DNA. All right, no problem. And his DNA doesn't match it. He was a felon, though, so shouldn't his DNA already been... uh, A description matching him was placed at the scene, and his truck was placed at the scene, and then his truck was power washed and cleaned, and uh, it just... Wow. It's just... Well, I mean... Yeah. Now, what I would be interested in knowing but is... D- DNA just means that he, maybe he didn't touch the body or something. Right. But also, remember that special task force? Mm-hmm. They said that maybe it could have been a team. So there could have been mm-hmm. more than one person. Mm-hmm. So what I'm interested to know is if that DNA sample is male or female. Because we've seen before where mm-hmm. they, they're able to say that, mm-hmm. but they're not saying that they haven't said anything like that in yeah. this. So... That would be interesting to me to see. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they've done that and they have that information. Because they did talk about how they have some information they're not releasing to the yeah. public. So. All right. Um, so they get evidence. Now they're going to, in 2017, they're, they're going to test it. Is there any update on the testing or the genealogy or anything? No, not that I've seen. The only okay. one I've seen is the Lonnie uh, Beer Brot that he's mm-hmm. been cleared. Okay. They are paying attention, though, to the news. They... They're they're watching the news when it comes to truck driver news. They're they're watching truck drivers, and last year, uh, DNA actually connected a Clark Perry Baldwin to three murders from the 1990s. Man, DNA is just killing it. Yeah. On cold cases. And this is this is a tough one. So what's the genealogy going to do if they for Tammy's case? Yeah, because they don't know where anybody lives. You know, usually, mm. okay, so they got two locations. They got where her car was seen and where mm. the body was dropped to kind of, okay, we got some genealogy and someone lives in this area, someone lives in that area. Do you know what I mean? That Because that's what they do, the track to offspring to the local area. Yeah, but they try and connect it from people who have updated, who have uploaded their DNA already. So they don't necessarily need to have a specific known right. person. It w- no, it would be a sibling offspring or something, a connection to the murderer. Oh, and how like CC more like yeah. narrows how do you find, it down yeah, because how do you she find, knows where to be looking. Yeah, you, they oh. don't necessarily know where to look. So how would they do genealogy in this mm. case? They would have to go through and test... They'd have to find a match and then just go through and test every single one mm. of those family members that matches, I guess. But that's a lot of resources, mm. huh? Yeah, yep, exactly. That's a lot of money and resources. Obviously, like I said before, if there's a, a known bad guy in the system already and there's a match, so that's that's the way, because that's the only thing that's in the system are, are known bad guys outside of this Jed match and, and everything. But yeah, I don't, so I don't know how... They probably have a profile. It's four years ago. They probably have a profile, and they're just holding on to it until they get a suspect. So now every time they get a suspect, they can say, hey, let's get your DNA and rule you out. Right. But they don't have any suspects. Which is, well, that's why they're paying attention. And so last year, this D- this Clark Perry Baldwin, mm-hmm. 
he is uh and it's dna that connects him to these murders these three murders from 19 the 1990s um and they took the same place and they were dumped they took at this jeez louise they took place at the same time as tammy's murder and the bodies were dumped in a similar way he also lived in missouri and his trucking route was the same as where tammy's car was so he would drive past that same area at that same time yeah However, his M.O. doesn't match. Again, he's preying on... Well, they can check the DNA then. Right. I didn't see where it said that they checked his DNA. I'm assuming, though, that they did. But they say that he, they don't think it's him. Okay, so they went all... I'm looking at the map they again. Rule, they rule him out as a suspect. It's got to be But they don't someone, say why. It's got to be someone traveling on the highway, right? Because yeah. they abducted her just around Chicago area. Well, all the way south to St. Louis and then... And then over west a little bit to the, uh, you know, to the western part of Missouri, southwestern part of Missouri. That's a long, that's a long drive. Yeah, but I feel like if you're a truck driver and you're going far, like ha- like across the country, basically, why only go that? You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I feel like they would have driven farther. Yeah, the thing is, too, truck drivers have a um, a route. And probably a timeline and stuff like that, you know? Oh, yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm looking at the map again. So, 80, 80 goes west. Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah, so Omaha. And then down south, it w- probably went uh, 55. Route 50. There's so many interstates over there. Yeah. Down south of Bloomington, Springfield, St. Louis. And then, but like you know what confuses me too, is what? the way she was murdered. Yeah. So what? Those stab so they, they they circled her heart right with the stab yeah. wound. Did they cut her throat too? They strangled her. No. They, what what else? They just that was it. She died of internal bleeding. Yeah. They just I thought there was one center one center stab wound and then others around around the circled the heart. No, the only it was, thing I read it was, was the odd. Circles. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a really strange way. And I feel like if that was going to be like a killer's M.O., we would have seen it in other cases around the country. I've never heard of that being how someone died in a murder. Mm-hmm. And any, I, I mean, I definitely haven't heard of every single horrible thing that has happened in this country, but I've never heard of that before. So don't you think that that's a pretty specific like M.O.? No, that would be a signature. Oh, signature. Right. Sorry. Yeah. So that's why you're here. That's what you're here for. That's but that's pretty specific. Mo would be you know picking up, you know, coaxing them on the side of the road and hitting them over the head or something. But yeah, the signature, the circle in the heart might be the signature. So I just did a quick. That's eight hour. That's over five hundred miles where the body, where the body was taken. So wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's I. I don't know. So, but do you, do you, am I making sense? Like, yeah, I yep. feel like if that's, if it was just like a random person who is like a serial killer, that's a pretty significant signature. I feel like we would have seen before or since then. Yeah. In the 20 plus years, 28 years. Man, I thought there was more to this. Now that we peel it back, it just seems kind of simple, huh? Yeah. It's a, this is still an unsolved case, guys. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. We keep doing this to you. Yeah. All right. Unfortunately. Wh- 
So what has to happen now? What what what's So they did say they are hopeful that it's going to be solved in the next year. So mm-hmm. I feel like they have I feel like again like last week we talked about this. I feel like maybe they have some more information that they're not telling us. The family and then the original lead detective who retired in 2007, they have been kind of vocal about they feel how they feel that this case was kind of not handled properly by the police. I briefly read that. Yeah. They're, they're kind of not super happy with the way the investigation has gone, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think I would like to think that they have some more information that they're not telling everyone. It kind of seems like that. But what they are looking for and what uh, they need help with from everyone. So, again, this is why we are doing these kinds of cases. They are looking for that patch, right? The soccer patch from her Mm -hmm. high school, from her shorts, and then her watch. It's a pretty distinctive watch. They also, isn't there a description of a tractor trailer? So, the white background with stripes, brownish orange, rust color kind of angled yeah there's um that was a, a a truck that might have been seen in the area oh that was one of the the tractor trailer the yeah. semis. that was yeah. one of the semis yeah no that could post all these too yeah that could have just been someone hey you okay yeah yeah i'm okay fine and then they, and they move up you know how many times that happens yeah you know well because it sounds like from the witness testimony it sounds like there was a a, a few different people that stopped to see if she was okay mm-hmm. you know what i mean so it does sound like there was a few few different people that stopped they need help looking for her watch and the patch so i'll post what they look like and that's really what's going to be the yeah so and you you'll talk about the number for illinois state police and everything if you guys have any information if you know anyone if you've ever think you've seen this patch um, i'll post the pictures on our instagram and our twitter you can contact the Illinois State Police Department at 815-726-6377 if you have any information regarding this case, specifically the patch and the watch. Yep. Or if you know somebody that, that knows something. I'll post the map, too, if you know of a truck driver that had a route in that area at that time. That would be helpful, too. All right. Yeah, so I think that's it Yeah, for this one. If you guys are enjoying listening to us, we would love to hear your feedback on Apple Podcasts. You can give us a rate and review. We love five-star reviews, and we do appreciate yeah. all of them. We do read everything. You can follow us on Instagram at True Crime Archives Podcast. This, that's where I will post all of the information. There's a lot of stuff to post for this case, the map yeah. and everything. Yeah. And then also on Twitter at TC Archives Pod. That's where I'll post everything also. Mm-hmm. So if you prefer Twitter to Instagram. And yeah, I think, again, I feel like this is just getting shorter. Yeah. I feel like my, no, my exit things are getting shorter. No, you're so. good. just good at it. That's all. So oh, Thanks. Instagram and Twitter. And yeah, we will talk to you guys next week then. All right. Later. Bye. Bye.